Hello, 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 Vintage Sand Podcast fans, all 12 of you, we're up to 12 now, we passed double digits. I thought we got to 15. Oh, is that right? I have to double check my my metrics on that, I have to check, I call our data people and see how we're doing with that, but we're back and it's 2022, a fresh start for all. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New New Year. Year. Yay. Happy New Year, but Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's been almost two months, uh, just for different reasons, since we have convened here. Uh, and no, we met uh, in December, early yeah, December, though, early. Well, that's and true. we are meeting here towards that's the true. end of January as a snowstorm is about to hit New York. So Another hopefully one. that will not be a metaphor. But we're doing fine. We saw a lot of movies. We were going to talk a little bit about the movies that we've seen since we last spoke to you, but we're going to do our April episode uh, once the Oscars are over on sort of our best of 2022 slash 2021 slash Oscars wrap up. So we're going to save it for that. Um, and there was some interesting stuff there, but um, the uh, sort of indirectly led to our topic this time, episode that I named after my one of my favorite lines from Hamlet, uh, we shall not look upon their like again. Um, pe- we've lost a lot of major players and some minor players and a lot of people since we last met. And so we had originally planned to do episode 36 as our uh, episode on the musicals, our first genre episode. We're going to save that for next month. And we are going to essentially pay tribute in this episode and use the whole episode to uh, talk about the people that we have lost and the contributions that they made and how they will be remembered. So I guess we will, we're going to start big and end big. So, uh, you know, as they, as they used to say in Hollywood, give the people what they want. So we'll begin with Peter Bogdanovich, I suppose. (laughs) Well, he finally gets to be now with Jack and Orson and Hitch. True. So, you know, it was a, it was a long way. True. I think it was a sudden death because he had, there was a movie planned that he was supposed to direct. I don't think he'd been ill for a long Well, time. and the last thing I saw of his was amazing, was the Buster Keaton documentary on Turner Classics. Which was which quite was good. Great, yeah. great. Which reminds me that, you know, whatever you think... Well, let's not even talk about what we think about Bogdanovich as a human being. That's a whole other story. But as a filmmaker... My word for that would be contradictory. <coughs> yes, that is true. But... Before he ever picked up a camera, you know, he was really one of the yeah. first important, we've said this before in our film books episode, which I think was 32, that, you know, those monographs he wrote on Wells and Ford and Hitchcock yeah. for MoMA in the 60s were groundbreaking. They were the first American books devoted to the work of a single director. Yeah. So, you know, if he never made a film in his life, we would owe him for that. And oh, then, yeah. There were those there are those first four movies, which I think, including Targets. And I, have you guys seen I Targets? I have not seen Targets. After listening to, I've been listening to some of the podcasts of... Uh, uh, that were done Manco, for TC. That you told me to yeah, watch with no, that Manco. The Turner Classic movies that were... Yeah, they're good. With you, they are. They are very good. He's an in, he was an, a really interesting person. I didn't know. I had no idea, even by reading the obituaries, that he had directed extensively uh, off Broadway New York theater. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that either. He did, which surprised me because his one big attempt at a uh, film version of a play was so awful. Uh, Noises off. Oh, goy! I forgot had, that he directed. I blocked that. And out. had you seen the play? Yeah. Oh, so you the, know how good the play was brilliant. and how terrible the movie was. Michael Frayn, yeah. I remember, yeah, yeah, it's great. Marvelous, Hilarious. Marvelous. Yeah, yeah. And, and the movie was 
putrid. Wow. Okay, we're reaching for the I'm sorry. adjectives now. I'm sorry, but even after the four good movies, I think he did make some good movies. I'm I'm gonna be hard. Pre- I liked. All right. Well, let's let's save yes. the four good ones for the. I okay. liked Mask. I, I, thought, I never saw but it. But Mask was a I film see. that anyone, there was nothing, it was, could have been movie of the week, anybody could have yeah, directed yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. Anyone could have, could have made that movie. I know you like Texasville. Texasville was, surprised me. It just, the lightness of it just surprised me. I yeah. did like it. I, um, I didn't well, like it as much. After no. The last picture. I, mean, I did not like it as uh, anywhere near the last picture show, but yeah. I did like it. I did not, uh, and what else? Is there later? I mean, Catch Me Out is... is well, yeah. I, I'm talking about mid, yeah. mid, late 70s, early 80s. I liked uh, St. Jack. I like St. Jack, too. St. Jack, I think yes, it's, good. I would go on to say, I think it's Ben Gazzara's finest film work. And it's much better than They All Laughed and Nickelodeon. I like They All Laughed. I know you don't, you're not an Audrey Hepburn fan. That's, that's part of it. Yeah, <laughs> I Because I think you need to be an Audrey Hepburn fan to really appreciate... Wasn't the that sweetness. the one that Dorothy Stratton was it in? It was. Right, and yeah. that got tied up with that right. whole thing. But so. she, and she was good, Dorothy Stratton. But I just liked the whole story of that movie. I thought the I thought that was an enchanting movie. And of course it got, it did terrible business. Nobody wanted to see it because of the because whole Because of Dorothy what, yeah. Stratton More people went to see Star 80 instead. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah. But, Wait, uh, and then didn't he marry Dorothy Stratton's sister yes. and do like a vertigo on her and yes. try to yes. make her like yes. Dorothy? Oh, yes. God. Oh, yes. you go Yes. Gives you the creeps. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. And then, of course, and, you know, with the woman thing, there is that yeah. coincidence or fact that the four films he did that were great, his first four were with Polly Platt. And that as soon as he dumped Polly for Sybil Shepherd, Actually, yeah, but he um, dumped her on the set of the last picture show. But she worked on What's Up, Doc, and Paper Moon. Yeah, they, Paper remained, Moon, yeah, they, they remained colleagues. But as soon she, as she, Platt stopped working with him, yes. we got Daisy Miller yeah, well, at we, Long Last Love, well, possibly yeah. the worst film of the 70s. And uh, I wouldn't argue with you on that. Yeah, it's really <laughs> It really life. is yeah. horrid. Nickelodeon, I mean, just one disaster. I never after saw another. Nickelodeon. I've seen Nickelodeon. I kind of liked Nickelodeon, but it's it's not up. It's not in the same class as no, but I mean, show or Paper Moon. No, and it's like Friedkin starting with uh, you know with uh, French Connection and then Exorcist and then you know remaking uh, Wages of Fear as Sorcerer and that was bizarre. That was yeah. done and we're done. Yeah, <laughs> so that was bizarre. So we we've always been threatening to do an episode on the seventy early seventies wave of directors who didn't make it, you know, mm-hmm. because we always focus on Scorsese and Coppola and De Palma and that crew. But you know, there are a couple who just I mean, Daisy Miller, that's a career killer right there. Yeah, yeah and I love Henry James. Right, and there have been really good Henry James adaptations. Yeah, very good. Usually uh, by uh, the uh, Merchant Ivory. Merchant Ivory, yeah. yeah. And, you know, with someone like Gillian Anderson, as opposed to, say, Sybil Shepard. Yeah. So, but... Not good. But, I, I, I don't like What's Up, Doc, quite as much as you... I don't like oh, it. I thought you guys liked no, it. No. I, 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 I like I, it. I like it. I don't think it's a great movie, and it's not nearly as good as Bringing Up Baby. Well, I don't even see how. Is, how is it's, it? It's, it's, well, that's what sort of gave him the premise of doing yeah. it. Um it has it has scenes that are really funny, mm-hmm. and then some of it doesn't. It's just most of the people. It's like you feel it 
it, it sort of feels mechanical going yeah, for laughs. Yeah, most of the people in it are funny, except, I'm sorry, Ryan O'Neill. Yeah, not. I thought he was pushing He was very it. funny in Love Story. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a podcast means never having to say you're sorry. There, I yeah. said it. <laughs> okay, preppy. <laughs> Ironic because Barry Lyndon is going to come up a little later, yes. I assume, with, yes, uh, course, with another course. one of our. La- so, which brings us back to Last Picture Show. And yeah. whatever you think about which is brilliant. undeniable, one of the 2025 20, greatest films ever made and in this yeah, country. Yeah, I was going to say, I watched it again recently, and I think it's actually gotten better yeah. with age. Yeah. 100%. And I John, loved I, it when it came out. I do have the virtual film. Yeah, I, I did too. And, uh, and it was, what's really interesting about The Last Picture Show and, and Paper Moon is that you can see this is a director who is really steeped in the so-called classical Hollywood directors like right. John Ford and Howard Hawks and Hitchcock and, you know, others. The compositions um, are Orson, just beautiful. Orson Welles, yes, yes, but it's, doesn't, it's not derivative at all. Nope. It's very original. Yep. And uh, everybody is good in it. I mean, the casting is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Bridges and yeah. Tim Bottoms and yeah. Sybil and, and Ellen Burstyn. It was all, like their first yeah, movie. Yeah, they're Randy the Quaid, Eileen Brennan. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Um, Plus, taking Ben Johnson and Cloris Leachman out of sort of mid-level parts and getting them to Oscars. Yeah, yeah. Never you mind. Ooh. Never you mind. God, is that, and Red River, of course, is the oh, I love that. Is the movie that I love that when he's looking at the screen, kissing her, looking at Elizabeth Taylor when he kisses his girlfriend. Anarine, Texas. God, is that a brilliant movie? And as you, I totally agree with you, guys. I think it's gotten better and better and it better. Is. Where I, it, Paper Moon has well, aged that well. Okay, guys, I, I like Paper Moon a lot. I do too. I did not when I. I only saw it once when it came out. The reason, though, I didn't like it was I had just finished the novel Addie Prey. Ah. And I loved Addie Prey. And for me, Paper Moon just seemed like a thin exercise of Addie Prey. But on its own, I, I wouldn't but uh, argue you, with it. Close, and I'm not a huge fan of Miss O'Neill. But if you look, if you close your eyes, you can see and feel the, oh, yeah. the feeling of the film. Absolutely. It was yeah. done so beautifully. And I did yeah. think Ryan O'Neill was good in that. Yeah. And Madeline Kahn was wonderful. Well, oh, yeah. Well, Madeline Kahn. Madeline <laughs> Kahn, you know, <laughs> cross yourself when you say her name, frankly. Because I think she's great. She was great in What's Up, Doc, her first film. So, I mean, the thing about Bogdanovich is you couldn't write a character like that. But, no. again, if he had never done anything but the books that he, the monographs he'd written mm-hmm. for MoMA in the 60s, yeah. and then... You know, those first four films, especially Last Picture Show. Yeah, yeah, Last um, Picture Show. He, he would be a, a, a really important figure. I just wish he wasn't so obnoxious. <laughs> it almost got to be caricature. I'll also, tell Orson about that. <laughs> I also have to say, even though, you know, I found out through the podcast that he studied acting with um, uh, Stella yeah. Adler, I thought he was, a, frankly, a very mediocre actor. Terrible. Oh, yeah. I, I think in The Sopranos, as well, her very, psychiat- as very detached. very detached. psychiatrist, oh, come on, any of us could have done better than he did. In, in, well, that's in, not saying much. Well, that's not, <laughs> but I mean, any of anybody living in this building could have done better. He was terrible. Yeah, he was. And I, because Sopranos was so well cast and acted, he stuck out like hey, a sore thumb. He's no Dennis Hopper. That's what <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> well, true. Talk about it. Sound your siren. Sound your siren. <laughs> he's a he's a visionary man. <laughs> Please. You. 
Please don't. <laughs> the highlights of Dennis Hopper's acting career. This is awesome. Lowlights. <laughs> so Peter Bogdanovich, uh, you know, again, a character that if if you'd if you'd written him, no one would believe it, and it, larger than life in ways good and bad. But again, he could be a good storyteller when you, you yeah. got him at the right time. Right, and 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 even if he'd done nothing but Last Picture Show, he'd be one of the great oh, directors because yeah. that is a film that, as you guys said, grows better and better. Yeah, and better I better. I would recommend that to anybody. Yep. Okay, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna save our the biggest one for the end. So, what are Michael? What are some of our? Okay, some of them include Michael Nesmith. I was a huge Monkeys fan. Yeah, I me was that too. age. Yeah, me too. That was one of the few uh, TV shows of the '60s during the year I was allowed to watch. You well, weren't allowed to watch TV. Not during the week. No. Wow. I never watched Star Trek. Wow. I could watch That's it during wrong. the summer. But uh, Star Trek was not on the That's summer. Rough. I watch TV whenever I want, even if I wasn't supposed to. Yeah, well. <laughs> and we I, turned out all right. I was, in a, I was in a strict... The only time I remember the TV ever going on before 6 o'clock was JFK's funeral. Wow. Wow. Well, on that note. Anyway. So what me. was he... I know okay. the Monkees did a movie. He became a music video, but he also produced a few films, wow. including Repo Man. Which he had a cameo. Whatever in. happened yeah. to Alex Cox? Where are you, Alex? I Cox? don't know. Because I thought Repo Man was one of the best. Yep, um, loved it. And um, checkers. And also, have you ever seen Head, the the monkeys movie that Nicholson wrote? I did not. It's really horrible. It's so horrifyingly bad. It's actually kind of good. Oh. It's sort of <laughs> it's it's sort of surreally bad. Nicholson wrote it. Yeah. Interesting. He was hanging out with uh, Bert Schneider and the, the guys at BBS, and you know he kind of insinuated his way. That's how he got into uh, Easy Rider, too. Producer of the Last Picture Show. Yep. Well, there's you know mm-hmm. that Easy Rider's Raging Bulls is basically the BBS story, and those guys yeah. had their moment, boy, for those five six years. Tape heads. Tape heads. That's tape heads. Movie. Oh yeah. Yes, I just yeah. wrote a. Yeah. No, and as Mike says, not to Nes- be confused with tapeworms. <laughs> ne- Nesmith was was way. Ahead of the field in terms of right. music video. Next is Dennis O'Brien, who died at 80. He co-founded Handmade Films with Yay. George Harrison. And he produced uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian. Now here's the rub on this. O'Brien was George Harrison's uh, business manager. And the whole idea of putting money into Life of Brian was a complete tax write-off. Well, I mean, it wasn't supposed to make a dime. It was almost a guaranteed money loser given right. the subject matter. So. But it became all up the producers. <laughs> Although, you know, they liked it. They both, of course, liked the movie, but it became a big hit. And then they churned out some other uh, uh, well received movies, such as The Long Good Friday. Oh, yeah, with Bob Hoskins. Right. I remember that. Great one. Uh, Time Bandits. Gilliam, yeah. Uh, With Nail and I. Wonderful. Richard E. Hello, yeah, Richard E. Grant. I love that Yes, movie. that's a great one. And uh, Mona Lisa, another Bob Another Hoskins, Hoskins right. Yeah, and they were all fairly successful films. But then they made some bombs, including the big one, Shanghai Surprise. Ooh, Madonna. Madonna and Sean Penn. Ooh. Yeah. I'd rather forget that one. Yeah, everybody does. Actually, I never saw it. But that it's... makes Mariah Carey's glitter look like uh, the rules of the yeah. game. You know? Yeah. <laughs> So they were in financial trouble in the 1990s, and George Everyone Harrison... Everyone has their reasons. And George exactly. Harrison sued O'Brien in a 1995 lawsuit. The court awarded Harrison $11 million. Then O'Brien tried to file for bankruptcy. 
Harrison tried to block it. When Harrison didn't show up to give a deposition in 2001. Because he was dying. Because he was dying, the judge dismissed the case, and Harrison died soon after. Mm. Well, at least we got Life of Brian out of it. Yeah. And Time And, time and some other so. good movies, yeah. And the Pythons were allowed to continue for a little longer than they should have, which was a good thing. Kara Williams, 96, and she's a TV and film actress known primarily for the 60s sitcom Pete and Gladys. But the reason I'm including her in this is she was in The Defiant Ones. And oh, she in the cat, one? The only woman in the film. The... Uh, uh, Widow. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I totally and, forgot And uh, she won an Oscar nomination. She lost it to Wendy Hiller uh, for Supporting Actress. And then uh, she did a couple other movies, but she pretty much retired in the late 70s. Hmm. But uh, the sitcom Pete and Gladys, did you watch that? Yeah. yeah it, was, it wasn't bad. A little before my time. Yeah, it would have been before yours. It was in the early 60s, her and Harry Morgan, a bickering couple. Okay. Like Harry but, Morgan? Uh, Carol Williams, and I watched uh, The Fine Ones, which we're going to get to later, and she was very, very good. She deserved that nomination. Joan Didion oh died in 87. Oh, my. Oh, my. And she wrote five screenplays with her husband, John Gregory Dunn, and they were The Panic in Needle Park. Not bad. Not bad. debut film. Play It As It Lays. Tuesday which was for well, her own. Anthony yeah. Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Perkins based on her own novel. The 1976 Streisand Christopherson Star is born. No! Oh, God, no. she wrote that? Soft as an yeah. easy chair. Yep. I must have just completely put it out of my memory. Wow. I, I mean, because that was... Yeah. She easily and, the worst of the four. Yeah. 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 I mean, not, not even close. Yeah, yeah. no, no. They're, they're, yeah. Although, there are people who like that the best, believe it or not. You know, I... Uh, well... A couple of them listeners to this podcast. Oh, interesting. Nice. Okay, so it would be nice. We love you. It's the best of the four. Did I say worst of the four? I meant best of the four. No. <laughs> Slip of the tongue. Uh, Take and that, the, Janet Gaynor. And then the other two films. Uh... <laughs> I heard she's going to sue. <laughs> um, True Confessions. With De Niro and Duval. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Grossbart film, yep. like 81, mm-hmm. 82. Mm-hmm. 81. Yeah. And Up Close and Personal, which was about... About the reporters yeah, or something? The, yeah. Um, Robert Redford and... And uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and she, but her essays, I yeah. mean, not, not the, not the uh, purview of this podcast, but my God, maybe our greatest essayist. And did you see the play that Vanessa Redgrave did of her book? Of uh, Magical Thinking? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that book is, I mean, it's... I didn't read the book, but that was one of the most devastating nights of theater I ever saw. And and Redgrave. I could go on the whole podcast. And all the White Album and Slouching Towards Bethlehem, just I like the White Album, yeah. Great, great essayist, and that ain't easy to do. No. Sally Ann House. Truly scrumptious. Yeah, she made films in the 40s and 50s, including Dead of Night, Anna Karenia, Fool's Rush In, but most of her work was in theater and television, but she's best known for playing Truly Scrumptious in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which Julie Andrews turned down. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. It's not a major part, really. Well, she just thought it was too close to Mary Poppins. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I could understand that. Yeah. And I've said before, in these when we did our soundtrack um, 
episode that my I saw it when I was three. It was one of the first movies I ever saw, and my parents got me that album, and I must have played it ten thousand times. I, I love this. It's the Sherman Brothers, the same right, guys who wrote right. Mary Poppins and Jungle Book, and so the songs are great. I I just the last time I went to your apartment, you were playing. I completely <laughs> love that movie, and I'm not sorry, not sorry. Interesting. <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of curious though why she didn't. Um, she only made one other uh, theatrical film after that. Interesting. I guess and, she she stayed in, on stage. Yeah, I I remember seeing her at. Uh, uh, New York State Theater with uh, doing uh, Desiree in a little night music, and she was wow. very good in that. Huh. Uh, but, a lovely voice. Oh, wonderful voice. Yeah. She actually replaced Julie Andrews on Broadway in My Fair Lady. I did not. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact I mm-hmm. did not know that. Yes, Sally Ann Howe, truly scrumptious yeah. is gone. No. Okay, uh, Jean Marc Vallee, who died very suddenly at 58. He's a director, producer, film editor. His most famous film was the Dallas Buyers Club. Oh, okay, sure. Which uh, he did, uh, which he directed and edited. He received an Oscar nomination for the direction, uh, for the uh, editing. Sorry, and other films include Wild with Reese Witherspoon. Remember, she's walking the trail. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Which is pretty good. Uh, the Young Victoria, and Demolition, which I did not see. And he directed Big Little Lies on TV, which I did see, which I thought was really yeah, good. Yeah, I didn't yeah, really, see it. Really good. Well, and, and, and Sharp Objects, which I started to watch. I'd, same here, and yeah. I gave up on it. But why isn't Dallas Buyers Club shown anymore? It's it, it doesn't seem to have any legs, but it was... Guys, I don't like the film, and I have a particular reason why I don't like it. Jared Leto? No, no. no I, I don't like his work in... Um, House of, Gucci. House of Gucci at all, but which I did not see. I have oh, to see that. Oh, I'll get a screener. I'll, I'll let you watch it. Don't, yes. don't pay. Don't pay. No, okay. But see it, but don't pay. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be talking about films, other film, current films on this. But getting back to um, why I don't like the Dallas Buyers Club, uh, because the character that um, Matthew McConaughey plays in the film is sort of like a hustler. Um, you know, but really a straight man, and he wasn't. Yeah. He was pretty gay. <laughs> and they seemed to take that all out. That woman, uh, the Jennifer Garner character, she did not exist. Interesting. And I thought, this was, what year was it? 2014, yeah. 13, why, 14. Why, why are they changing the facts at this point? I, could I did see not if they know were, that. I, did not know I that. could see if they were doing this in the 1980s. Or 70s or 50, you know, when they the made, uh, when Cary Grant was a straight... Um, <laughs> Romantic lead. <laughs> is at, no, as um, uh, Cole, Cole Porter. Porter. Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, we... Cole Porter was gay, ladies and gentlemen. Shocker. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, that's why, you know, that's why I had problems with the Next family. you're going to tell me that Rock Hudson was gay. Get out of here. <laughs> Macho Rock Hudson? Come on. I never slept with him, so I can't say for sure. <laughs> I got nothing to say to that. <laughs> Opening the door to another podcast, perhaps. <laughs> you and Doris Day both. Right. <laughs> the confessions of Michael Edmonds. Exactly. Who people, who Michael did not sleep with? Next episode. We, we could have hours and hours in that one. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, getting back to um, <laughs> our glum necrology here. 
Uh, the actress Joan Copeland. I don't know if you're familiar I don't know with that her. Name, no. Well, you've seen her. She does a lot of TV. She has been in um, theater. She famously was the uh, understudy to Eleanor Parker in Pal Joey, and Eleanor Parker left the show under weird circumstances. They said she kind of had a breakdown. Huh. Joan Copeland took in and got rave reviews. She did appear in films like Roseland, The Object of My Affection, It's My Turn, Middle of the Night. You've seen it. She's on TV a lot. Always plays a judge, especially on Law & Order. Dun, dun. And she's the sister. <laughs> she's the sister of Arthur Miller. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But if you saw her, look at her. Oh, yeah. I, I'm looking at her picture yeah. now. Yeah, I've seen her. Oh, God, she's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. She worked all the time, never became really, really famous, but, you know, I thought I would include her because I knew who she was. <laughs> yeah, she was the younger sister the, uh, of playwright Arthur, Arthur Miller. Miller. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Now, I stuck this in, and we're not going to talk about him too long. Because he really wasn't in films, although he played himself in a couple of movies. I want to put in for John Madden. Because I love the guy. Oh my God. I know. Who doesn't love John Madden? And I'm not even a football fan. Right, even non football fans love John Madden. But how could you not love the way. His enthusiasm. His enthusiasm. And his intelligence, too. His intelligence, and he made me want to know more about football. And and as a businessman, a visionary. Yep. Lending his name to that that game, which is yeah. now synonymous with uh, with football video games. Yeah. So John Madden, eighty five. Another legend, but not so much in film. Betty White. Was she? I was thinking about her. Was she? Did she do any movies? Oh yeah, she did. Yeah, she did some movies. She appeared in the films You Again, which I'm not familiar with. She's a very small part in Otto Preminger's Advise and Consent. Huh. And then she did films later in life after Golden Girls. She yeah. did uh, Bringing Down the House, The Story of Us, Lake Placid, Holy Man, and her most famous film is The Proposal. And if you want to see anything with um, Sandra Bullock and Ryan Reynolds. Oh my, yeah. And if you want to see wow. something really funny, Google. I've seen it. There's a, um, uh, what do you call it? A uh, mockumentary, a 10 minute mockumentary doing a uh, promo on the proposal with Ryan Reynolds, Betty White, and um, Sandra Bullock. Just Google it on YouTube. It is hysterical. All right, Vintage, that's an assignment for you, yeah. Vintage Sand listeners, please. And of course, she was uh, in the Go uh, Golden Girls and my favorite TV's first slut. Sue Ann Nivens. <laughs> Sue Ann Nivens. And a lot of people probably know this, but she uh, was originally cast. They wanted her to play the Rue McClellan role. In, um, oh, I, in gee, wow, I don't see that at all. Well, because she was a... Yeah. You know, and she just said, I already did that. Interesting. So, you know, and she was right. She was... she was, And also a producer in the 50s. She produced her own... Had her own talk show, which I did not... And of course, all the... She started out in radio. Yeah. And, and, radio. and all the game shows with Alan Oh, London. and the game yeah. shows who she later married. Yeah. And, right. uh, but, okay, Betty White at 99. Um... Always charming, always oh, mischievous. Yeah, loved her. The best uh, commercial, I, one of my favorite commercials, is that Snickers commercial. Yep. It's, it's hysterical. And her Saturday Night Live Oh, and that was so was, good. Was and that was one of the hilarious. highest rated Saturday Night Lives in the last 20 years. Okay, Marilyn Bergman. 
No comment. <laughs> well, I'm not an Allen and Marilyn fan. Well, I sometimes am. Um, songwriter. She had 16 Oscar nominations. I'm not going to mention them all, but she did win three times for the Windmills of Your Mind. Oh, good, good. From, from <laughs> Thomas Crown. Thomas I like the song, The Way We Were, which Standard I also like. Pictures. <laughs> I like the song. I, I'm, I'm going to argue with you there. And the song <laughs> score from Yentl. That I will not argue with. Yeah, yeah I mean the music for you. And uh, she had three nominations in one year. Uh, this It Might Be You from Tootsie. Um, if We Were In Love from jo- Yes, Giorgio. And How Do You Keep the Music Playing from An Officer in a G- uh, from um, Best Friends. Yeah. But, it w- but the song that won that year was Up Where We Belong from An Officer and a Gentleman. Kind because like he the... wanted to fly jets. Mm-hmm. Sir! <laughs> I have nowhere else to go! go. <laughs> I, I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> oh, little piece of trivia. They have made a musical of that. What? They made a musical it, of Officer and a Gentleman? Yes, it's not original music. It was in uh, St. Paul when I was there last week. I did not go. And, it's gonna uh, close in Sheboygan. Well, it's it's starting its tour. I think it's starting its tour in St. Paul. And that uh, was picked up again in Kalamazoo. Wait, but they use all right. music from the seventies uh, and eighties oh, songs, God. including "Up Where We Belong," which is a good song. Mm. But Alan and Marilyn Bergman are like the musical I, equivalent of chicken fat. I, 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 dis- <laughs> I disagree. Schmaltz. I, there's Schmaltz. One of my favorite songs. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. I disagree. One of my favorite songs is uh, "What Are You Doing the Rest of Your Life," from the Happy Ending. Okay. And uh, I, we won't hold it against you. <laughs> I, I, that and Is That All There Is was my, were my favorite songs when I was in the ninth grade, which shows you what a happy person I so was. So if they're fighting in heaven, who wins, her or Leslie Bricus? <laughs> I think she wins. I think she wins, yeah. Okay. As I said, you know, 16 Oscar nominations. I'm still trying to get over a musical version of Officer and a Gentleman. Sorry, it's true. Mm. Do they yeah. sing from one of the planes? I don't know. I didn't see it. And I won't see it. It's the big, I want to fly jets, sir, number. <laughs> I want to fly jets! <laughs> also, other notable songs that she wrote the lyrics to, she and her husband wrote the lyrics to, were Yellow Bird and uh, Nice and Easy, which yeah. are not film songs. Yeah. Okay, Dwayne Hickman. Uh, 87. <laughs> he did, when he was a child, he did background work in The Grapes of Wrath. Oh, he yeah. was one of the kids in the in the camp, or yeah. yeah, okay. As a child, he appeared in the Boy with Green Hair and Rally Round the Flag Boys, but his biggest fame came in television with the sitcom Dobie Gillis, Dobie Gillis. Yeah. and uh, the Bob Cummins Show, or otherwise yeah. known as Love That Bob. Love that Bob. Love that Bob. Think you're gonna like this? <laughs> you have to be our age <laughs> to understand that joke, everyone. <laughs> And then he later appeared in films uh, such as Cat Baloo. Okay. And uh, How to Stuff a Wild Bikini. Oh, dear Lord. Very carefully. Pretty much um, did TV uh, afterwards. I like a black actor. Yeah. But Dobie Gillis was where we first saw Tuesday Weld, right? Tuesday Weld, and first one where we saw Maynard G. Cribs. Right, Bob Denver. Bob Denver. Yeah, yeah. but. And Warren Beatty. Tuesday Weld is a lot sexier than Bob Denver. I'm I'm saying. I'm I'm being controversial. I I agree. (laughs) Bob Saget, comedian and TV actor. Of course, he's known for Full House. 
He's been in films such as Benjamin, Dumb and Dumberer, the sequel. That everyone wanted. Uh, I never saw it. Uh, Stand-up guy, Madagascar, the voice. Voice. And Entourage, the movie. Well, I'm and I never him. watched Full House, so I don't. Well, know Well, he was he in the Arist- he, you know, the Aristocrats, where right. everyone tells that joke, and he, who's Mister Clean Guy, <clears throat> mm-hmm. tells it dirtier than anybody yes. else. And it's my favorite yeah. Bob Saget moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What do you call your act? The Aristocrats. <laughs> I love that movie. What an interesting idea. Yeah, yeah, it was. I did, I like that movie too. Yvette Mimu. Time Machine is the only thing Actress, I know. Her from. Well, she appeared in the Time Machine. The Light in the Piazza, which is yeah. uh, considered by a lot of people a good movie. I've never seen it. You ever seen the musical? Yes, I did see the yeah, musical. I well, like the it's musical. It's based on the... Well, the movie was her... She did a lot of movies. And um, Olivia de Havilland and George Hamilton. And I think it's one of the worst movies ever made. And I put off seeing the musical just because I hated the, hated movie, the movie so, so much. Huh. And, of course, the musical just... Wiped me out. It was it was so beautiful. Great. Another uh, other movies she did were uh, the World of the Brothers Grimm, Toys in the Attic, hmm. Joy in the Morning, Skyjacked, Diamond Head, and Jackson County Jail. Oy, oy, oy. After some television in the eighties, she You're left. Forgetting Monkeys Go Home. I uh, did forget <laughs> that. Yeah, she left acting and had a successful real estate career, and she also made tapestries. Uh, a real headed. estate career. Yeah. She Interesting. Real estate, yeah. Interesting. But it was very successful. She and her husband made a lot of money. I'm sure. Yeah. Hardy Krueger. Who I only know from Barry Lyndon. Well, really? You yeah. never saw Howard Hawks' Hatari? Uh, um, Hatari, yeah. He's in Hatari. I haven't seen Hatari since oh. like college. Watch what? It's, it's so much fun. Such a funny, huh. fun film. It was my first John Wayne movie. And um, he also did The Flight of the Phoenix, The Defector, The Secret of Santa Vittoria, Paper Tiger, The Red Tent, The Wild Geese, Barry Lyndon, and my favorite of his films, a beautiful French film called Sundays in Sabelle. Was the Oscar for Best Foreign Film in 1962. It's a Russian name. I cannot cannot, cannot pronounce it. No. But to see it. And John, I remember you're a, you're a huge Barry Lyndon fan. Barry Lyndon is my favorite favorite Kubrick film, and he's yeah, he's but excellent. as a 16 year old soldier in Germany, he was sentenced to a firing squad for cowardice in battle. You know, he was, sure, he was a Na- German, by the way. He was a German actor in Germany. You know, fought for the Nazis. But uh, because he was 16, it was, the sentence was commuted for his youth. And he ended the war in a prison camp. But he made his way to England after the war to pursue acting. For, for desertion? Is that what he was? Cowardice. Cowardice. Yeah, which yes. I would have been shot for. I mean, I don't, how exactly do they measure that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, me in a war situation, I would have been shot by my own troops. I mean. It's like Woody Allen's joke yeah. about, in case of war, I'm a hostage. Yeah, exactly. I'm declared 4-H. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But he was the first germ, post-war German Right. And, movie star. and in 1957... He landed a role in a movie called The One That Got Away, and that made him a star. And he, he played the only German POW to escape from the British during huh. the war. 
And it was very controversial that they cast him in that because a lot, there was still a lot of British resentment over anybody who was German. Yeah. But um, Understand him. He did retire from acting after the miniseries War and Remembrance in the late 80s. Which was pretty good. He became a writer of novels, memoirs, and travel books and travel logs for German television. Huh. And he also helped launch a project that uses sports and recreation to lure young Germans away from right-wing extremism. Boy, could we use him now. Yeah. Bad time but, to leave. Uh, Kruger, I think you could make a, a movie out of his life. Very right? interesting. This, this is one of the reasons why I kind of like doing necrology, because I learned things. Yeah. And I had no idea. I always knew I liked him as an actor until I read his obituary, and it was like, wow. Interesting. <sighs> Louis Anderson. Who... He did appear in films. He was in. He had a small part in Coming to before, America. Before I remember. you move on, I, yes. I, I looked up Hardy, and there's actually this. I want to read what it, what I found is that Kruger was assigned at the age of 16 to the 38th SS Division, and was drawn into heavy combat. The 16 year old Kruger was ordered to shoot at an American squad. He refused. Huh. Oh, okay. And he was sentenced to death for cowardice. But wow. another SS officer countermanded the order. Interesting. Yeah. So it was, yeah. actually, that, that was bravery to me. Yeah, but... <laughs> now, but, let's see if those clever vintage sand guys can segue from that to Louis Anderson. I'm sure we can do it. <laughs> I, did not, I didn't know that. The, oh, the Wikipedia, I should have... I only looked at the New York Times and Hollywood Reporter obituaries. I remember Louis Anderson in Coming to America, America working both, in the restaurant. Both versions. Yep. He's in the, He's in the newer one, to, too. Which is his last film. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Uh, I think he was the bus driver or something. I don't, you know, I don't wow. remember. I mean, BB's Kids, Cook Off, The Wrong Guys, Quicksilver. But he won three Emmy Awards for supporting actor for the TV show Baskets. For Baskets, who's... Which I didn't watch, but I'm going to make it a point. Brilliant. I, well, I'm a Zach Galifianakis fan. Yeah. I think that, that, and he's, that character is just amazing. <laughs> just amazing. Meatloaf. His name was Robert Paulson. That's the meat. That's the meatloaf line from Fight Club, and that's his best part. Yeah, he's in. Uh, he's in uh, Fight Club. He was also in the Rocky Horror. He show. was Eddie. He yep. had a great number, and then he was did it in on stage too. Yeah, Crazy in Alabama, Spice World, and Wait, Meatloaf World. was in Spice World. Mm-hmm. Right, he's the he's the driver in um, in uh, in Wayne's World. That's right, right I remember. And I don't know what you got. I I have no opinion of Mr. Loaf except I like the. The, the entree. <laughs> I, well, mean, I just never watched. I will. Him. I will not. Well, I will say two things. A. I was thirteen when Bad Out of Hell came out in '78, so I thought it was opera. I I, I love that album way it's out of proportion. And no, the whole album. I mean, yeah. Paradise by the Dashboard Light yeah. and Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. And it's my favorite. I I will occasionally dare to karaoke, and my favorite karaoke song is Two Out of Three Ain't Bad. And uh, I, I slaughter it, but with some grace. So I, I, if you're my age and you know grew up in the '70s, you were a Meatloaf fan. That album, if you don't count greatest hits albums, it's among the top five sellers of individual artists. Yeah, of I know. All time, it sold 40 million copies. It's it, it's that good. It really is. I'll take your word for it. Yep. 
I mean, I, I, I've never... His name was Robert There Paulson. are things that we admit to on Vidget Sand that we would never tell anybody else. I've, I've, <laughs> I fly my meatloaf flag high. I am unembarrassed. What are you doing the rest of your life? You know, I'm going to go home and play it as soon as we're done. Oh, God, the thing is, he's not joking. No, he means it. He's not. Gaspard Uliel, and I may be mispronouncing the last name, 37. He was known for playing a young Hannibal Lecter in Hannibal Rising from 2007. Hannibal Rising? I yeah. don't remember that. Yeah, I didn't see that. That was theatrical? Either. Yeah. Oh. Huh. And in the title role of St. Laurent, which I did see, and he was very, very good. It was a good movie. And he'll be co-starring with Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke in Disney's Moon Knight. Uh, That's live action or? Yeah, it's Marvel. Oh, God. Another Marvel. Oh, yes. Okay. But it's going to be on the Disney uh, whatever. And he died in a skiing accident. Oh, good yeah. Lord. Yeah. Oh, no. And Max Julian, 88. He was best known as an actor for play in The Mac. The movie The Mac, the you don't know that film? I'm try, yes, I'm trying to remember Early what he 70s. looked like. Yeah, yeah. no, Blaxploitation, yeah. Yep. He was also featured in uh, Getting Straight, which I remember him in, Psycho Out, and Uptight. Huh. And he also wrote the screenplay for a movie I, I kind of like called Cleopatra Jones. Oh, my God. Who oh, doesn't yeah. like Cleopatra yeah. Jones? Tamara Dobson, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. And Shelley Winters is Mommy. Although Tamara Dobson <laughs> is the poor man's Pam Greer, I'm yep, just saying, yep, but yep, yep, Tamara yep. was pretty good. But I enjoyed that movie. What was the name of the of the um, TV series about the the uh, black female cop whose line was always, you're under arrest, sugar? Fact checker. The Mod Squad? I don't know. No, I the love Mod, Mod Squad. Squad was... Peggy Lipton. Oh, <laughs> there we go. One of my, got, one of my first crushes. <laughs> okay. Oh, hell yeah. Um, I, I don't know. All right, I'll have okay. to, we'll have to we'll look we'll it up. We'll so, okay, and now to our final uh, farewell to the great Sidney Poitier. One and only. I mean, my, my first thought was Sidney Poitier equals Jackie Robinson, period. Yeah. Full stop. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, and in some senses, even larger cultural importance. Mm-hmm. He didn't face quite the vituperation that Jackie Robinson faced, no. but... Um, <laughs> My God! I mean, you've, you, as a dividing line, there are black people in Hollywood films before Poitier mm-hmm. and then after. Yeah. yeah, so clearly. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Belafonte helped a lot too. He, he did, did some great yes. work in the fifties, but, but he did not re- re- achieve the screen stardom that uh, Poitier did in so early. Right. I well, mean, it wasn't really the the leading man, really, at, at the way Poitier became. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but. Um, and he We're being was, cast to carry a movie. I, I don't know. I mean, if you want to talk about your favorite uh, Portier films, I'm in on that. Okay. I, um, I always thought that the f- that that the beginning of his career was more interesting as far as the roles were concerned. Well, he. I mean, he did good work afterwards. It's just that the the role slowly became after he became Sidney Portier the icon. It's. It's like so, like post image. lilies of the field, or yeah. Well, it's no. like it became more image conscious. I think. I mean, he did three of the most popular films in one year. One year, yeah, which uh, was amazing. In the heat of the night, uh, to serve with love, and and guess what's coming in? Which is his most famous film? I yeah. mean, how many clips did you see during uh, the obituaries on TV of that one film? Yeah, 
It, it was like, and uh, AMC showed a remembrance to Sidney Poitier picking that film. I'm not saying it's that bad a film. It's not, I don't think it's as far from his best film. But why that film? I guess it's because it's his most popular. Yeah, I was. I like. I think you know, Lilies of the Field often gets overlooked because they're like. I think it's a good he movie. He won it's the Oscar charming. for that. It's not. It, you know, it's like Pacino winning for Scent of a Woman. Kind of. Well, it's better it's, than that. It's yeah, very charming. It's a lovely. It's film. a lovely. I film. really do love him in it. I will make the case that they gave it to. They gave him the Oscar for the wrong movie because he was nominated one other time for uh, Raisin. No, no, he wasn't nominated for Raisin. Nobody no. was nominated. What? For I oh know. My, what I know. The hell? I don't think that got a single nomination, or yeah. at least a major one. I don't. Know. I might have gotten some. Gotta be kidding me. No, for the Defiant ones. Brilliant. Yeah. I, that's on my list too. And I love that. He is so. I watched it just the other day. He he is so good in it. He is great in it. And uh, I'm guessing the reason he didn't get it. I'm not going to say prejudice because Tony Curtis was also nominated. Yeah. They might have split the vote. David Niven won for Separate, Separate Tables, tables yeah. which he is good in. It's is the only non-David Niven part he ever played, but he's in it probably for about eleven minutes. He yeah. is a really he's talked a lot about in that movie, yeah. but he's hardly in it. Interesting. Yeah. No, I, think I, it's I a, agree, and I think it's one of those Oscars like, well, eh, let's give it to him. He had a yeah. career kind of thing. He was, and they never nominated for anything else yeah. either. What's yeah. the film? Was it Blackboard Jungle that first? No, no, it was... was um, well, a lot of people point to Blackboard Jungle as him becoming a name, but it yeah, wasn't, like, it wasn't no his way first out. movie. No it Way was, Out is really... Yeah. yeah. That's, so, is it, that's the one with Richard Widmore. Yeah. About the the pandemic? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh my yeah. God, he's a yeah. doctor. And that's yeah. 1950. Right, a black man playing a doctor in yeah. Hollywood in 1950. Yeah. I mean, just revolutionary for the and time. I, I read that uh, Widmark profusely... Apologize to him between takes after. <laughs> Wait, why? <laughs> because he was always, always like cursing at him and you know calling him racial oh, epithets and yeah. everything during the movie. And afterwards, he was always apologizing. Wh- Whitmark was a known liberal. Yeah, yeah, big, big one. Yeah, always liked him. Um, uh, then after the big splurt of uh, those three films in 1967. He kind of turned to directing. Yeah, he did Buck and the Preacher. And yeah, he kind of went Buck and the Preacher, A Warm December, Uptown Saturday Night. Which is hilarious. Which he, I think he's in those three. Stir Crazy, Let's Do It Again. I think he's in that one too. Hanky Panky, Fast Forward, A Piece of the Action, and the last and the least, Ghost Dad. Oh, with Bill Cosby. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, well, I mean, you know, Stir Crazy. I remember laughing at Stir Crazy when it came out in 1980. I was 15. Mm-hmm. That's not exactly a film that holds up to current yeah. uh, tastes and standards. Yeah. But then he acted in television, mostly in the 1980s and 90s, and most notable was Separate but but Equal, the miniseries where he played Thurgood Marshall. Yeah, right. I Wonderful. Yeah. I think it's Burt Lancaster's last yes. appearance. Yeah. And Mandela and the Clerk. With uh, Michael That's Caine. That's the one I remember, yeah. yeah. And his last acting uh, was uh, 21 years ago in The Last Brickmaker Brickmaker in America, which was also for TV. <laughs> so he pretty much retired after that. Besides winning the Oscar for um, Ladies of the Field, he did receive an honorary Oscar in, in 2002, the same year that uh, Denzel Washington and Halle Berry 
won leading Oscars. Right. Uh, it's There's two words that always come to mind with him. One is grace. Mm-hmm. The other is integrity. Yep. And dignity mm-hmm. too. And dignity. Yeah. I mean, dignity sounds a little patronizing. I know. But, uh, yeah. I know. But but you know, for 1950. No, just for him to play. Just, uh, just thinking about No Way Out. Mm-hmm. Just for him to play a doctor. And mm-hmm. did it? Did it pass with a lot of without a lot of comment? Did people? Well, not in the in the South. The, the, they most, didn't even all his films were pretty much banned in white areas. Interesting. Guess who's coming, coming to dinner. dinner? Interesting. That was the one that because uh, that was so popular. Wow, even Probably as late because, as nineteen sixty-seven. Yeah, they were, they, they, and they, it felt dated then. When I first saw it, I was kind of like, eh. It was and it wasn't. I mean... Because remember, that was the year of I loving. I know. You know, and there yeah. were still states that... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Did he ever do any stage work? Yes, A Raisin and a Son. He did... He rats right. Right. The original That's cast pretty much the original cast is what God, you see I, what, on screen. I'm still getting past the fact that no one got nominated for acting I in don't Raisin. think it was that popular of a film. I, it, but uh, it, when it came out. I'm not sure. Vintage Sand listeners... I'm curious. I'm curious. 1961. If you haven't seen it or haven't seen it since uh, since high school when your teacher who taught you the play uh, forced you to then watch the movie, it's so good. Yeah. and it's, it, Well, it's such such a great play. I was so uh, disappointed. I was going to see it last week. Why well, I chose it for one of my picks for... That's right. ...underappreciated Best Supporting Actresses. Yes. That's right. Ruby That's D. right, Ruby Dee. But I was going to, it was supposed to have been at the Guthrie Theater, and I was in Minneapolis last week, and it was canceled because of COVID. Too many actors. Uh. And I really wanted to see it again, because um, I even liked it with... Uh, what's his name? Puffy... Yeah, I thought that was good. It was and pretty Felicia good. Rashad and Felicia Rashad and, yeah. and uh, um, Audra McDonald. I thought Mr. Combs couldn't quite handle the very end. But mm. he, I, I wanted to go up and go, good try. No, <laughs> listen. <laughs> but no, that, the, I, no, actually, really, the main thing was that he was instrumental in having it produced. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I remember and an elderly... And it's still, unfortunately, still very relevant. Absolutely. And I remember a very elderly... Um, a man, black man, saying to me really quietly at intermission for that uh, Puffy Combs um, reason in the sun, well, he ain't no Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He didn't say it too loud, but he said it to me. But, I, you know, I think, mm-hmm. and it's, it's apples and oranges, but, you know, Jackie Robinson has, has gotten the tribute, you know, he has deserved... For years now, and you know, every, every he's his number is retired for every. No one can ever wear the number forty-two mm-hmm. again right. ever right. in Major League Baseball. And you know, he was the heart of the Ken Burns baseball right. documentary. Right. And, you know, right. he's gotten the recognition. Th- there should be more about Sidney Poitier. Yeah, yeah. And the walls that he broke down. Absolutely. And I want to put in a word for a film that he's not well known for, but I think is really good and kind of ahead of its time. Paris Blues. Martin. Oh Wright. yeah. Yes, From I 19, have not same seen Same year yeah. as um, uh, Raisin in the Sun, 1961. And it's, it wasn't nominated for any Oscars, Raisin in the Sun. I didn't think so. No. Uh, Unreal. It wasn't, <laughs> believe does that. it say how successful it It did they, not do well, I don't think. Um, well, it wasn't going to win anything because it was West Side no, Stories here. But. I think it's a better film than West Side Story. I know it's of a better film than 1961. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to um, talk about the new one uh, in April when we do our best of uh, 21. doesn't really say anything yeah. about that. Sometimes they, they list yeah. uh, how much money it made. But it does come on TV frequently, especially on Turner, and that should be you watched. You can watch it on YouTube. YouTube? Yep. Wonderful. And it's, and it's, it's perfect. Uh, but Paris Blues is um, 
about two jazz musicians, best friends, Paul Newman and, um, and Sidney Poitier. And Sidney Poitier, and they meet two best friend women in uh, Paris, uh, Joanne Woodward and Diane Carroll. Hmm. And it's, it's an underrated I, movie. It's very underrated. I've, I'll have and to check that one out. Great score if you like jazz, which I do. And, and um, I will agree with him this time. Yes. <laughs> All right. So, and, and there you have it, Vintage Sand fans. It's a, really an episode long necrology, but, you know, losing as many people as we've lost, and it's kind of cathartic. And now I feel like we can start fresh and uh, approach 2022, which will hopefully be a better year. One can only hope. Let us turn now to John and his uh, quote of the uh, of the month available on our website, www.vintagesand.com. John, first of all, tell us about uh, last week. Well, last first, month. first I want to just give you a little trivia. What the, uh, the show that you were referring to uh, with the line, you're under arrest, sugar, was Get Christy Love. Get Christy Love, <laughs> yes! I knew um, You're under arrest, sugar. Love that. That's awesome. Never saw it. What was that, like 72, 73, yeah, somewhere I in think there? so. Yeah, Christy Love. That was a yeah. TV show, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was a TV yeah. show. Yeah. But yeah, a black exploitation kind of spin. Apart, yeah. apart from, when I was in college, apart from All in the Family and Mary Tyler Moore, I, I didn't Not watch TV. T- I didn't watch TV. I yeah. just didn't, I was too busy. He had the long ham and his mother, even when he no, 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 no. <laughs> I had my own TV. Anyway, so the quote from our last episode was, when it comes to dying for country, it's better not to die at all. And that was Lou Ayers as Paul in All Quiet on the Western Front. And for the, you will recall that our last episode was our, alt, our alternate Oscars, the 1930s edition, and that was the only film that we agreed the Academy got it right uh, in Lewis Milestone's and just adaptation of that. I want to say another underrated actor, Lou Ayers. Lou Ayers, yeah. yes, yeah. Ab- yes. Always worked, yes. always worked. Yeah. Always worked, but he did have some trouble after the war because yeah, beca- he was a conscientious objector yeah. in World War II. Oh. There, were, there were some... He became a medic. Rolls. Huh. Yeah, he was a Quaker. Anyway, the new quote for this episode is, Just remember, beautiful, everything gets old if you do it often enough. So if you want to find out about monotony real quick, marry Dwayne. Oh, I got it. I got it. I know it. I got and it. And I want to leave with a quote from Sidney Poitier. Perfect. I always wanted to be someone better the next day than I was the day before. And there's another quote he has, We're all imperfect and life is simply perpetual, unending struggle against those imperfections. Wow. I mean, what, what, what a life. What, yeah. an, what a, an accomplishment. Yeah. What, what, it's, it's just, you can't, you know, the trouble with people like that is that you end up sort of putting them on a pedestal and dehumanizing exactly. yeah, them. I and know. we can't, know. We and can't was, do and that. And he was very human. And so gifted as an actor and as a, as a, just as in who he was in the life he lived. Yeah. So, wow. All right. So that marks the end of episode, uh, a very cathartic episode 36. And uh, as threatened or promised, we will do our first genre study next time, all right, our brief guide to the history of the Hollywood musical. That's coming in February. Uh, and after that, well, you'll have to stick around to find out. 
Remember, please, that we are now on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and considering our position on Spotify, given, uh, no, I, Michael brought that up, and I think it's, a, given what's happened with Neil Young and the whole Joe Rogan thing, I think that may be something to think about. But for the moment, we're still on Spotify. Um, please check out our website at www.vintagesand.com and give us your feedback and thoughts and see if you can... If you guessed John's uh, quote quiz, uh, please, uh, we want to thank um, Melissa for her technical help, Mama Sue, uh, Gabby for the cool-ass logo, and remind you that, as ever, we are a five nines and a four production. Uh, happy watching. Please be safe. It's not over yet. Feels like it's almost over, but there's a lot of good movies out there to go see and maybe even try to go see them in a the theater if you feel safe doing so. Uh, wherever you see them, remember that we'll be out there thinking about them, watching them, and remember that we wish you, as always, that your favorite films will always be safe.